We all start podcasts for different reasons, and sometimes it doesn't go as planned. Maybe it takes longer than expected to build that momentum, or maybe you struggle to keep up with episodes more than you thought you would. And sometimes it helps us grow our business in ways that we didn't anticipate. Lauren Fulton is on the show today to share her experience with podcasting and how it's opened new doors for her and her business, plus how long it took for her to determine that it was something she wanted to stick with long-term. We also talk about the upcoming Teacher Seller Summit that she's co-hosting July 6th through 9th. I am one of the presenters at this summit. I'm so excited. The lineup of speakers is absolutely amazing. And early bird registration is open now. So I will leave the link for you to get registered in today's show notes. All right, let's go talk to Lauren. Your podcast is a powerful tool that serves your audience and your business. But how do you manage it all, bring in new listeners, and convert those listeners into customers? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to Podcasting for Educators. I'm Sarah Whitaker, classroom teacher turned podcast manager, and I'm here to help you get the most out of your show, all while making an impact on other educators. All right, we are back here with Lauren. Lauren, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Hey, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I was just telling Lauren before we jumped on that I have a few of you, if you're listening, who are in my course community, you rave about Lauren and talk about how wonderful her membership is and her podcast. I've listened to your podcast as well. So I'm just super grateful for you to be here today and share your experience with podcasting. I'm so excited. I don't really get to chat podcasting very often. So this is going to be really fun. Yes, it will be. So let's, while we're on that topic, let's just go ahead and dive right in. I would love to hear why you decided to start a podcast in the first place. Oh, gosh. Um, You know, well, I started my podcast probably about two years ago. And I started it because I had just launched a course. And at that point, the only thing that I had that was bringing in an audience was Instagram. And then I had a Facebook group and I had a couple of like really old videos on YouTube as well, but I wasn't really making any new videos for YouTube. So I knew that I needed a way to connect with an audience for people to be able to find me organically. And I didn't really want it to be Instagram. And, um, you know, I'm the type of person that like, I like for things to be as passive as they can possibly be. I also really enjoy podcasts from the listener side because I enjoy being able to feel like you have that connection with someone, even though you're just listening to them in your car. Um, But I'm a big fan of podcasting from the listener perspective. So I thought, well, you know, having it from the other side, I think would be really fun too. And I felt like it was going to be a really good fit for me to have my own podcast and not yeah, not have to be constantly showing up on Instagram with a full face of makeup, Yes, <laughs> coming up with ideas for things to talk about. And then that way it was just like once a week I could sit down, I could batch them out if I wanted to. And I just felt like it was going to be better for me long-term. So that's kind of what got me into podcasting. And that was back in 2021, I think May of 2021. Awesome. I always love hearing just like what people's initial thoughts were before they started. And so many people say that, you know, they want to connect with people, but they don't want to be on Instagram 24-7. And that's me too. That was one of my big reasons for starting as well. 
sometimes people ask me, are you going to put your podcast on YouTube? And I'm like, no, I love being able to just like have my hair up, be in sweats, whatever. YouTube's like a different beast. Maybe one day, but I like just being able to show up however I want and whenever I want. Yeah, absolutely. Are you on YouTube? I'm on YouTube now. So in 2022, in January of 2022, I was like, you know what? If I'm recording the content, I might as well put it on YouTube. The only real difference for me was that I was actually having to look at the camera and I couldn't like close my eyes and talk, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So there are a few more takes now. It takes me a little bit longer because, you know, I might make a funny face when I'm saying something and then I'm like, oh, I can't, you know, have that. But for the most part, it's the same content. It takes about the same amount of time to produce it. I don't edit it very much different for or much differently for YouTube than I do for podcasting. But podcasting is where my most of my audience is. So yeah, yeah. No, that's super interesting that you're on YouTube. And so do you put your full episode on there? I put the full episode. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. And have you picked up, like, is there a lot of engagement that you get on there? I, I mean, it's roughly probably like a third to, it, it depends. So I think the interesting thing about YouTube is that in general, a video on YouTube is going to get about a third as many views in say the first 90 days as the podcast episode will. But over time, it tends to kind of pick up. The other thing about it is that like with podcasting, like you're probably not going to have a podcast go viral. And I'm kind of putting those in quotation marks because for sure I've never had anything go viral. But there are (laughs) some things that like, you know, I'll have YouTube videos that I'll put out and all of a sudden it's got like four or 5,000 views on it. Whereas the podcast episode only has, you know, 1,200, 1,500 downloads. So there's that potential there when you put it out that it could kind of take off where like the podcast episode is probably not going to take off. It's just going to be seen by whatever audience you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, I think I think it's definitely worth it to go into it with that mindset of this is kind of like a long-term strategy. And podcasting is too, but Mm -hmm. that's a great point about the ability to maybe go viral, which... I feel like everybody would love to go viral at some point. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is kind of nice. And then also like I don't do with my podcast, like I don't monetize it. Yeah. I don't do any advertisements or anything like that on there. But with YouTube, now I'm not making a lot of money on it, but it is monetized. And so, you know, it's your Starbucks money or what have you. And that yeah. is kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's super nice. I've actually heard of a lot of people recently saying that they've been able to start monetizing on YouTube. So that's awesome. Yeah. So I'd love to kind of go back in time a little bit to when you first started your show. What was that like for you? Did you run into any challenges? And did you feel like you saw success right away? Or did it take some time to build up that momentum? So I think I should start with the fact that I'm extremely type B. Like, if I put out audio and it's not perfect, I don't think about it. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. It does not bother me if there are pops and cracks and things like that. So for sure, there are were mistakes in the beginning, but I probably can't really tell you what exactly they were because at this point I I didn't lose sleep over it. Like I was like, well, whatever it's I'm learning. And to this day, like we put out a podcast episode, I think last week or even the week before. And like, there was one point where like there was a sound bite missing in the audio or something like that. And I was like, oh, huh. And just kind of like went on about like, they'll figure out what that missing word was, you know, that kind of thing. So Yeah, there were lots of mistakes, but 
most of them are mistakes that I'm still making. Like I still don't have my website. My show notes are still not search engine optimized. Like I still don't have any of that stuff that I should be doing with my podcast. But in the beginning, for sure, I didn't see the success that I'm not going to say that I thought I was going to see because I had very low expectations, but it didn't take off like I thought it would. Yeah. Like I kind of told myself like, I'll give this six months. And if after six months, I'm not feeling it then, or it's not going anywhere, then I'll probably quit. Mm-hmm. And so I, like I said, I started in May. So come like October, November, we were coming up on that six month mark. I think at that point in time, I was probably getting like 300 downloads an episode or something like that. And I was okay with that. Like I was totally fine with it, but I was kind of coming up in the point of my career where I was like, do I really want to keep launching this course? Do I really want to keep putting out these weekly like podcast episodes? Do I really want to keep up with all of this content? Because if I'm going to keep the course, then I do need to do this. Like this yeah. is something I have to do. And I kind of hit a little crossroads there and something like I, for sure, like I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but like for sure I didn't at the end of six months, I was like, yeah, I don't know that I really see this being something. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to tell you exactly what the turning point was. I'm not entirely sure what it was, but I can tell you that when I came back in 2022, I don't know if it was like over break or what happened specifically, but it started just kind of catching on. Mm-hmm. And then I actually did, you know, I'm here to promote <laughs> promote Teacher Seller Summit, but I'll go ahead and yeah. throw a Spring Fling out there. I don't know when yeah. this is going to air, but I did Spring Fling and I know that you're doing Spring Fling as well. So was this last year? This spring was fling? last year's Spring Yeah, same. Fling. Yeah. I saw a huge boost in my downloads huge. after Spring Fling. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm on to something. And that was at the same time that I launched my membership. And just mm-hmm. from then I was like, okay, I, I, this is this is going to pay off. And that's when I really started to see kind of the doors and the windows open and kind yeah. of see the light at the end of the tunnel. So it took longer than six months. And I thought, yeah. I thought really at the end of six months, I'd be able to make a definitive decision. But I think one of the things that I learned from podcasting was that you really have to give it time and you have to give it opportunities. Like you can't just continue to put out episodes and not really create opportunities for yourself or take advantage of opportunities that are out there to advertise that podcast. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so well said. And I just love hearing your story because it is so important to know that, especially like depending on where you're starting, if you like, if you are somebody who's thinking about starting a podcast, or maybe you've recently started and you don't have much of an audience on Instagram or you don't have much of an email list, your podcast is not going, if you're just keeping doing things like the way that you've been doing them, your podcast is not going to just bring in this brand new audience out of nowhere. You do need to be putting yourself out there and doing things like virtual summits or podcast guesting to grow your audience. And that's going to grow your podcast audience and it's going to grow your business as a whole, but it definitely takes time. And yeah, you have to understand that you have to be like taking these steps to be bringing new people into your world and to make people more aware of you. But I had a very similar experience with Spring Fling and other virtual summits that I've been a part of. It's such a good way to connect with new people and to build awareness around your podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's really great for them to be able to see your face too, because then there are people who 
have listened to your podcast before, maybe listened to a specific episode when there was a guest on, but then they kind of forget about it and it kind of gets lost in all of their subscriptions that show up and pop up in their feed every week. So then just reminding them of who you are and allowing them to see your face, I think really helps build that connection too. That's kind of, I don't want to say missing because you can build a connection with podcasting, but for sure, that element of them being able to see you and to picture your face when they're listening to you speak, I think is really, really helpful. Oh, yeah. I completely agree. And I also love, just to backtrack, I love how you also mentioned that you're not necessarily doing all of the things that you, quote unquote, like should be doing, like the show notes and leveraging SEO and all of that. But I think that's a really important conversation to have. And I've had some other guests on here say the same thing. And it's okay. And you can still have a successful podcast without having everything perfectly set up. Like maybe you don't have a website yet. That doesn't mean that you can't start a podcast. You can start a podcast and when you're ready, you can add that website. And when you're ready, you can add those show notes and start doing keyword research down the road. And you will have all of this great content that you can always go back and tweak if you want to leverage it for SEO. You can do that, but you don't necessarily have to have all of those things from the very beginning. Yeah. And, you know, for me, I kind of sit there and I weigh the pros and cons. Like I know that that would help me, that those are things that would be beneficial for my business and that would make, um, take the content that I'm creating already and help it have a greater impact. At the same time, I also know that I would feel very in over my head and kind of like I'm treading water, right? And so I kind of sit there and I go, okay, I know that this is something that I'm going to need to do. And I know that when I do it, I'm going to be like, I should have started this in the very beginning. You know, I'm going to kind of like kick myself. But for right now, this is what I can do without being stressed out. Or for now, this is what I can do without having anxiety revolving around something that I really enjoy doing. Um, So for sure, like, I I know all of those things are important, but like, at at the same time, I kind of just give myself grace because I want to enjoy myself. You know, I want to be happy while I'm doing it. So yeah. Yeah, it's so important. You want, I mean, everybody, most people who start a podcast, one of the things they love about it is that it is fun. And if it's not feeling fun for you, then like, what can you do to take some of that stress away and make it a more enjoyable experience? For sure. Now, you mentioned Spring Fling. What other, have there been any other doors that have been open for you through podcasting? You know, for sure. Like I've not, I've not been on a lot of other podcasts. I've, I've been on Trina Debery's podcast. I just recorded an episode with Jinsea. So I'll be on Jinsea DeMartil's podcast for Facebook ads. Yeah. And then this one, these are the only three podcasts I've ever been on. But so for me, it hasn't been so much like being a guest on other podcasts as having key guests on my own podcast. Mm. So Finding people, not necessarily people who have an audience, because people who have an audience don't necessarily, they don't always use it and they don't always, you know, broadcast or share or see. So sometimes they do share and nothing ever really comes of it. But having people on that I really enjoy and that I really look up to and admire for me, one was um, Shelly Reese. Having Shelly Reese on the podcast did really, I saw a little increase there. And yes, because she shared it, absolutely. But also I felt like the really big thing was that I just so loved that episode and I so enjoyed having her on the show that I was talking about it a whole lot more and it came a lot more natural to me. And, you know, sharing that with your audience, like, hey, this is somebody that I've learned something from and this is somebody that I really admire. 
kind of resonates with them in a way that that hits different. And so I've I've seen that for sure being specific with who I'm having on the podcast and guesting according to people that I actually resonate with and people that I'm learning from has made a difference. Yes, absolutely. Having those real conversations with people that you really enjoy having on and that are if you're enjoying it, your listeners are probably going to enjoy it too. And it's kind of filling. A lot of times guests can fill gaps where maybe they can speak about something, an experience they've had or something that they're super knowledgeable about that's going to help your audience, but maybe you're not necessarily the right person to talk about it. So I I just love that perspective. I think so many times I, I work with podcasters and we help with their production. And so I've definitely had a lot of people who are choose like really choosy about who they have on their show based on what that person's audience size is. And I always say like some of the best guests are people who maybe aren't even on social media or they have 200 followers. It doesn't matter. That doesn't that's not an indication of how great the conversation is going to go. Absolutely. We did I did a special right before or actually a couple of special episodes with just people who were members of um, Rebranded Teacher Academy. And they're just TPT sellers, right? They yeah. don't they don't have an audience specifically to other TPT sellers. And they didn't market it. As far as I know, I don't even know if they shared it. But even having those conversations really helped. And so it had really nothing to do with the size of their audience. It was just the fact that people enjoyed hearing from a panel of different sellers and they were sharing that. And just the organic conversations that were taking place did a lot for the podcast as well. And so it wasn't really, it's like you said, it's not really, it doesn't really have anything to do with the size of the audience. It's just more of like the quality of the conversation. Yeah, a hundred percent. And obviously you don't go into that conversation with like, oh, I'm having this conversation to like grow my podcast, but indirectly it does because those are the conversations that really engage your listeners and make your listeners want to text their friend the link to this episode because it was such a great conversation. Mm -hmm. And having, I love, I've had some of my course course members on to this podcast and it's just so fun. It's so fun to be able to connect with people and just talk about things that you love in business and share their experiences and just have that like really genuine conversation and bridge that gap between you and people in your community that maybe you might not have had the opportunity otherwise to speak with face-to-face virtually. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Relationships are, I always say, are my favorite result of having a podcast is the relationships that you get to build with people. For sure. So any other like favorite things that have come out of podcasting for you? You Do you use it? Now you said you don't have like sponsors for your podcast, but do you use your podcast as a platform to share about things like your membership? Yes, absolutely. So I, I plug my membership probably in every single episode and I'm not heavy on it. You know, I try not to be too, I'm not, I have nothing against being too salesy, but just like I'm I usually don't even really think about it until after it's over. I'm like, oh, I, I didn't plug that. Or maybe I didn't say this, you know, but there is for sure there's that benefit of being able to constantly remind my audience or remind people who are listening that there is a place where they can go and they can learn more um, and they can get additional help and additional support to help grow their business. So there's that benefit. There's also, like you said, just the connections, connecting with people. We have, and I, I know this is coming later in the episode, but Teacher Seller Summit is coming up. And so I've gotten to meet a lot of people that I never would have had a conversation with 
prior to this conference. And so like even you, I knew about Sarah Whitaker, like I knew about you, but I didn't know you, like I'd never met you. And there are a lot of people that I've sat down and had conversations with. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like I'm learning so much as I'm talking to them. And so those connections for sure have been really beneficial in growing my business, but also getting invited to to do things and getting invited to be a part of things. You know, making those connections are super important. Yeah. I, I just think it's like the most important thing in our business. It opens up so many doors and it makes things more fun. It can be lonely working from home, owning your own business. And when you can connect and have that feeling of like, oh, she gets it. She She's feeling the same way about this that I am. It's it's a nice yeah, feeling. Absolutely. Now we are going to talk about the Teacher Seller Summit, but before, and I should have asked you this at the very beginning, can you tell us about your podcast? Like what kind of topics you cover, where, when you release episodes, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So my podcast is The Rebranded Teacher. It's the only thing I think in my business that's not my name. So everywhere else I'm my name, like Lauren Fulton, but it's The Rebranded Teacher. And we just talk about teacher business owner things, primarily TPT. But the further along I get in my business, the more I realize how important it is to build your own brand and build your own business and have a business that sells resources on TPT, not have a TPT business. So we talk about that a lot too. So we talk about email marketing, we talk about, which is my favorite. We talk, so we talk about email marketing, we talk about, you know, writing copy, connecting with your audience, creating um, unique and amazing resources, and lots of marketing strategies and things like that. So it's every Monday comes out at 4 a.m. If you are a YouTube person, it actually comes out the day before on YouTube. Oh, that's yeah. fun. Yeah. So um, it comes out on Sundays on YouTube and then Mondays at four o'clock in the morning. And yeah, lots of lots of amazing guest interviews that are going to be coming up. But yeah, it just it's a good time. Awesome. Yeah. I've tuned in and it is fantastic. It's such a great resource. And I think so many people are starting to diversify their income and think about how they can expand out of TPT because there are so many other opportunities. So all of those conversations, email marketing, we all need support with that. (laughs) Yeah, myself included. (laughs) Yeah, same. (laughs) Now let's talk about the Teacher Sellers Summit. Tell us like what it is, when it's happening all the details. Oh my gosh. It's going to be amazing, first of all. And and you know, it's this is not myself. I'm not the only one putting it on. Brooklyn McCarley from Brooklyn's Brightest. That's her TPT store. She and I, she's my business partner in many different business ventures. So, and I don't do anything without her anymore. She's actually has not been in the TPT seller helper world. But I like I said, I just don't do anything without her because she's absolutely indispensable and she's incredible. So she and I um, are hosting this. But the best part about this are the presenters that we have lined up. And we have over 40 presenters. You're one of them. Um, We have so many incredible people, Megan Wisdom that I mentioned before, and Melissa Seidemann. And Farah Henley is going to be one of our keynote speakers, Kristen Doyle, Aaron Waters, Oh my gosh, we have Tyra Frederick. She's going to be sharing about how to list your resources on Shopify. We have um, Melody Munch from Mrs. Munch's Munchkins. She's going to be talking about being an Instagram influencer. Nice. We have people talking about writing sales funnels. That's Alyssa McDonald. She's going to be doing um, sales funnels. 
We have people talking about selling on OutSchool. We have people talking about starting your own freelancing business. Um, you're talking about different types of podcasts that you can do, which I'm really excited about the private podcasting that you're going to be talking about. I'm yes. super stoked for that. Me too. And speaking of that, that's going to be one of the features you actually sent me a message and you're like, Hey, have you thought about making the sessions a private podcast? And so you'll be able to listen to sessions on the go. They're going to be part of a private podcast. We're also going to have Q and a panels. So we're splitting people up into like marketing, diversifying your income streams, like um, social media, things like that. And we're going to have panels, live panels where you can show up and you can ask questions. We're going to have virtual get togethers with other TPT sellers. It's literally going to be the best virtual conference for teacher business owners, I think, of 2023, for sure. Or maybe all time. Uh, maybe I mean. all time. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Seriously, that I remember the first time I saw you post about it, like the lineup of speakers is absolutely amazing. It covers like every aspect that you could possibly want in your business. And I cannot tell you how happy I am about the private podcast. And if you all have never listened to a private podcast, you're going to be so happy because you can listen to it in your car. You can listen to all of these sessions. I think that's like the hardest thing about Summit sometimes is you sign up and everything sounds great, but then you never actually have time to listen to everything and watch everything. So Absolutely. I think you'll be able to consume a lot more. I'm so excited y'all are doing that. Yeah. I'm so excited that you mentioned it because that was never a thought in my mind until you said it. And I was like, yeah, that's perfect. Like you have <laughs> to do that. Absolutely. Yes. I love it. So did you already say the dates? Um, it's going to be July 6th through the 9th. Tickets okay. go on sale April 1st. So um, I'm not sure when this is going to air, but April 1st through the end of April. So the, the 30th, there'll be early bird pricing of $75, which is just, I mean, it's cheaper than the virtual conference for TPT. Yeah. And then um, after that, it'll be 99. So it's still extremely affordable. And while the main conference, like the events and everything that are going to be happening will be the 6th through the 9th, you'll have access to the content for several months. Awesome. And yes, this will air during like the registration period. So I'll have all of the information about how to get signed up in the show notes, but I'm super excited. I'm so thrilled to be able to be a part of it and to learn from everybody who's presenting. Me too. It's going to be great. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for just sharing your experience about podcasting and sharing about the summit. Can you just let people know in case they don't already follow you on Instagram or anywhere else, where can people find you? Yeah. So on my podcast, I'm the rebranded teacher on Instagram at the Lauren Fulton and on YouTube, I'm Lauren Fulton. And if you're interested in um, joining Rebranded Teacher Academy, like we do monthly challenges and strategy sessions together. We have co-working sessions. It's extremely affordable, $24 a month. You get access to my entire course and content library. Um, you can learn more about that at therebrandedteacher.com, or you can just tune in to a podcast, learn more about me, and learn more about the membership as you go. Perfect. Lauren, thank you so much again. It was great chatting with you today. Thank you, Sarah. I sure appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. To keep this conversation going, connect with me on Instagram at Podcasting for Educators. I'm always looking for an excuse to talk about podcasting. If you're looking for support in launching, managing, or growing your podcast, check out my online course, the Podcasting for Educators Prep School at podcastingforeducators.com slash prep school. I'll see you here next time.